Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Camp Fimfo Waco, the Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Audience Matt Mosley. The week can start. <laughs> We've waited till about 4 o'clock to, to get involved with it. But that doesn't mean we haven't been preparing throughout the day. Lots of... Uh, Lots of preparation time, lots of uh, prayer involved as we uh, are ready to take you all the way until 6 o'clock. It is the Matt Mosley Show, and always pleased to be with you on the afternoon ride. We will, uh, at 420 today, we're going to have Matt Lively on from Channel 6. Love Channel 6. they got a beautiful new logo Everything they do, Curtis Quillen does a great job over there, sports director. Nicole Sheeran has uh, joined that crew. Boy, she does some wonderful things. So we are fortunate to have tremendous TV people in Central Texas, Darby and Chris, the whole gang, Eric and everybody over at uh, over at uh, uh, Fox, and then, of course, Jack over at the ABC affiliate. Tremendous uh, uh, talent along the way there, and uh, we appreciate that, and one of those very talented members of the TV community, Matt Lively, at 420 today. And we'll cover some of the the high school action. If you attended a high school game, we uh, I meant to uh, put this out there the other day, Aaron. I know we had a ton of people weigh in on people that had uh, uh, folks involved in the high school games in terms of drill team, cheerleaders, players, coaches, the whole thing. If you uh, attended a game... On Friday or Thursday or Saturday, um, let me know. Let me hear about it. I was getting reports on that Temple McKinney game. I mean, I you know I got no clue what was going on up there in McKinney where they had to have a noon start, but McKinney got in the bus, got a, left about six a.m. I mean, you can imagine getting a roster full, fifty, sixty players, whatever it is, uh, get them ready to roll at six a.m. Get all the the group, the support group, whether it be the band or the cheerleaders, the drill team, get them all ready to go all the way up to the Metroplex. That's about a, golly, to get up there, we're talking about three and a half, four hour type drive. You're leaving at six in the morning, and all you do is go take care of business. McKinney High School, and I've got a lot of family that's involved with that. In fact, I've got uh, nephew and and niece that, uh, that go to McKinney High School. Well, they didn't know what hit them. Uh, Temple, that game, you know, you, that could have gone either way, and Temple took it to them. And I know McKinney uh, was dealing with a backup quarterback, but still, McKinney had a uh, full complement of players, some big-time big, big time D1 athletes, and Temple goes up there, Coach Stewart and the whole gang, and they get that thing done. So very, very pleased. Now, Aaron was involved the other day and uh, other night, Friday night, with the Scoreboard show that we have right here on ESPN Central Texas. Lark Smith is always involved with that, and everybody's calling in those scores and getting it uh, getting it ready. Now, I was 
Very, very uh, interested in what uh, Waco uh, High School is going to do. And uh, Coach Tusut, Tom Barfield on the scene, of course. And that team's going to get it going. I mean, I like the new coach, like the direction. It's just going to take a little bit. And they ran into some issues up there at Fort Worth Southwest. I believe the final score on that one was 20-6. to six. You can hear those Waco games right here on ESPN Central Texas. We carry, carry several games. You hear Temple games on our family of networks, our family of stations, and then uh, University, uh, Robinson. You can really, uh, and then, of course, when our team's getting the playoffs, we'll, uh, you'll get even more of that. I know we followed Crawford deep into the playoffs in the past. And I uh, love it when uh, the executive vice president and COO now of uh, C&B, Central National Bank, our presenting sponsor, once he and Tom Nesbitt get involved in Crawford football, that's when they, they love bandwagoning that thing. And they'll follow Crawford <laughs> right towards state. Aaron, do you think do you think that's unfair to say they they like bandwagoning that? A Crawford little bit. Punch? I think they probably follow him all year. Yeah, but I mean, I I'd like to do Crawford all year. I would. Now we, you know, and we have several stations, but we kind of get hot and heavy with them during the playoffs. It's kind of like uh, softball and baseball. I mean, when we got rolling back in the summer, back into uh, when all that was at first of June, when uh, into May. Man, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. China Spring plays unbelievable baseball. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's it's crazy how good at baseball. Midway, obviously, basically owns softball. They won the Little League Softball World Series out there at Hewitt, all our friends out there in that direction, Midway. Uh, and and then the, uh, it was like the, the older girls and the younger girls, just both of them, just go, they went off and won the World Series. I mean, it is tremendous softball and baseball uh, that we have in uh, in Central Texas. We're proud of that. Now, Aaron, any? Um, I know we were looking closely to see what would happen in that uh, in that Lorena game. And Lorena coming off that state title, they didn't quite do it, but man, they went out there and fought. Okay, that's China Spring. I mean, that, we're we're talking some. Uh, royalty, and and that's those are those are always difficult when you get some of those uh, bigger schools involved. But Aaron, as you were kind of looking at the scoreboard the other night, what were the games? What were the uh, two or three games that really jumped off the page at you and Lark? I think the Robinson University with Robinson having a new coach and them being yeah. down the last few years, I believe. That was a little surprising. Uh, it was a close, hard-fought game, but Robinson ended up um, pulling out the win, at winning. Sorry, they uh, get the win, uh, seventeen to fifteen over University Friday night. Um, Crawford beating Gold Goldthwaite wasn't a huge surprise, but just dominating them. It looks like Crawford, I know you were just talking about them, but it looks like Crawford is really, really good again. Not that that's a big shock, but um, expected that game to be a lot closer. And then West had a nice victory over Godley as they prepare for the the, uh, Central Texas game of the week coming up this week as they will take on Lorena. So West had their best season in school history last year. Lorena coming out the state championship, and those two 
we'll meet up coming up Friday night. You know, I I uh, also was was looking closely to see what Midway would do coming off this season. Shane Anderson and the bunch out there and uh, came up short against Mansfield, 31-14. But, you know, that game was still pretty close uh, right there in the fourth quarter. They were driving down there to try to get some things done. That, that'll that be okay. I mean, I was concerned about uh, the the run game. Uh, Midway has some extremely talented backs. Dom comes to mind uh, first and foremost. Had a ton of carries. Had, they gave him the ball 25 times. Mansfield was just extremely tough. I mean, uh on defense, I just was uh, I was amazed at that. Now, Mansfield rushed 36 times for 325 yards, and Midway was held to 56 uh, rushing yards on 36 attempts. That'll get better. I mean, that, that has to get better. And um, then they threw the ball for some, uh, you know, close right around 200 yards or so. And uh, the big man, the big 6'7 uh, uh, quarterback out there, uh, tossing it around, um, that's Tedford. You know, I played okay and um, and and threw for over 200 yards. They're going to be okay. Okay, it, it, that was not an easy way to move into that season, and um, and I'm just uh, I, I tell you, I'm just I, I love that first week because Aaron, you don't you don't want to react, overreact, and go. I remember a couple of seasons ago, I early in the season, Temple went and took down. I think it was Longview. And I got so excited, and in Longview, I mean, uh, Temple went on to have a really good season, but it, it, that that was just one of those that re- I remember grabbing my attention. Is whoa, I mean, because those some of those East Texas teams are tough. I was looking around the state, Aaron, and looking around like some of the area where I grew up, and uh, Crandall and uh, Crandall and Forney got it on. Okay, I grew up in Kaufman. So I always am looking down there to see what's going on in Kaufman County. The the result of that game, Crandall 58, Forney 55. You think that was a fun game? Now, most times I feel like the defense is ahead of the offense at this time. Those offenses seem to be clicking okay. I saw a game up in the Metroplex, and I think the two teams combined for 10 turnovers. It, it, it that was rough, but there was some really fine defense played, lots of interceptions and that kind of thing. So uh, it was, uh, you know, I, I, I'm trying to look around the state even more here. But I, I was, you know, and, and even when we talked to Curtis the other day, he got me interested thinking about that Rosebud Lot. I think they were taking on Leon. I think it was because Rosebud Lot is seemingly gonna going to have a big year this year and so kind of monitoring some of that so lots of uh lots of good football you knew la vega was going to come out firing uh it's there's uh there's just a lot of interesting even some of those metroplex games like i was saying aaron there was one game where i think it was denton guyer was playing rockwell heath and heath and boy you know people in central texas know about heath they've run into heath before um, I think that may be China Spring that's had to run up against Heath. Baylor has a great young receiver that came from Rockwall Heath. I looked at that game thinking, okay, that's going to be that's going to be pretty close. I think it was like forty-seven to fourteen. I mean, Geyer. And then the other one that I was laughing at, and of course we have people in Central Texas, and 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 a lot of our teams are going up against Metroplex teams. So y'all are very familiar with some of these Metroplex teams. 
the new Allen coach was really bellyaching about that schedule that Chad Morris left him. Now, that coach came from, I believe it was Midlothian Heritage. It's Lee Wigginton, I think is his name. Anyway, um, Aaron, they left him a schedule he didn't like. They opened with St. John Bosco. Now, I guess that's a team. Is that out of California, Aaron? St. John Bosco, because there's a Don Bosco High School, I think, out of New Jersey. But I think this is out of California. It was. And they put the hurt <laughs> on Allen. I mean, just destroyed him, like 51 to 14. And the coach, after the game, I'm reading the morning news, and the coach just goes off on, you know, this is not what we do. As the president of the Texas High School <laughs> Coaches Association, we don't schedule teams like this. Okay, okay that's fine. And I'm I'm fine with that. And and Joey McGuire and and all the guys, trailer, coach trailer at, at UTSA. Now these are all I mean, Texas High School Coach Association is a strong organization. And I support them in every which way. But when somebody shows up on the schedule, you go play them. And you can't like come out like acting like, oh my gosh, what did the coach do to me? You think Scott Stewart at Temple, like when they have to open with Lake Travis last year, or whoever it was from the Austin area, you think he came out after the game saying, oh, you know, they scheduled us and we really didn't like this schedule. No, you don't. When you're freaking Allen, you don't. You can't come out talking about, oh, my gosh, the coach gave us a, left us a bad schedule and we don't feel like we should be playing St. John Bosco. Goodness gracious. Now, I think um, – I think Aaron DeSoto did go out and get things done over whatever team from out of state they played. And then the other one that caught me by surprise, Parish Episcopal uh, up in the Dallas area took down state power Alito. Now, some of our schools have run into Alito before. Thinking about you, I think, La Vega. I'm trying to think of who else is uh, who's run up against Alito in the past. Anyway, Parish Episcopal. Uh, private school that's won some tap state titles takes down Alito twenty four to seventeen. Whoa, man! So, Aaron, did you get were were you did you get excited? Kind of looking around the uh, the the state the other day. Oh, the thing I was trying to think of was DeSoto thirty five, Saint Augustine ten. All right, I'm trying to think where I would think that school came out of Florida. Again, I, I agree with the Allen coach. I don't really see any reason for playing a bunch of these out-of-state teams. You remember when IMG played that fake team, Aaron? Bishop Sycamore or something like that? Yes. <laughs> the game was on, like, ESPN. I mean, they're, they're, these these games are not good for anybody. But if somebody's going to schedule it, you better show up and play. And St. John Bosco showed up and showed out. And they beat uh, they beat the Allen Eagles. 52-17. to 17. All right, Aaron, anything else? Other games, uh, uh, anything else around the state? I, I mentioned the um, Temple-McKinney. That final score was 17-10. And I like, how, I like how Coach Stewart, I mean, he will put you in a headlock. He'll run the ball. I was just sitting here looking at the first downs. I mean, it, they won 17-10. And, and Aaron, I think they had eight first downs in that game. Ran for ran for seventy seven yards, and they did pass it for about one hundred and forty six yards, but that's that's going out and grinding out a win, 
and uh, and they got that thing. In fact, they were up 17-3. McKinney had a nice little comeback at the end of that game, but good for Temple for going out and finding a way. And uh, man, I love I love uh, I love that opening weekend. Uh, what we have, and again, if you I mentioned it earlier, if you went out to a game and you want to file your report to us from a Friday night, or you have a kid that's on one of the teams, uh, hit us up on the uh, text line two five four. 662-1660, and we will highlight your uh, your team and and your uh, and you might have a drill team member or a cheerleader. I've got a cheerleader in my household, and uh, this was a uh, this is a good time, fun time of year. Oh, go ahead, Aaron. No, I was just gonna. Um, we were talking about you know the big matchup between West and Lorena, but this is a as far as non district goes, this is just a great week for Central Texas, La Vega and Connolly who. For most of my lifetime, we're in the same district and obviously right next door to each other. Literally, they play this week in non-district and Martin and Marlin will play in non-district. And they, Ooh. you know, those communities are close and they are not traditional rivals in the sense that they're been in the same district. But there's always been that rivalry between those two cities and programs. And they also play this week. So it's a big week for great matchups for Central Texas teams. What's the name of that barbecue restaurant Kevin Hoffman was tweeting about recently out in Cali? Where is that? Was that out? Is it? There's a famous barbecue restaurant in, and I'm trying to think if it's out in Mart or is it Marlin? There's one I got to get out to, and I and I was I was sliding through town too quickly uh, last year and didn't get to stop there. But uh, uh, yeah, that was. Uh, there's there's some barbecue around, Aaron, that we've got to get out and we've got to try it out. But you're right. Marlon and Mart have tremendous athletes, both of them. They end up sending guys to, to D one and then there was a uh, there's a there's a recruit from Marlin that comes to mind who was dunking on everybody last year. Just tremendous, tremendous athletes. So lots of fun. Uh we get rolling today on the Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. We'll continue. Uh, we've got Baylor talk, and we've got some high school talk. We'll do it with Matt Lively, uh, sports reporter from Channel 6, next. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. Your ESPN Central Texas forecast, sunny and hot the rest of the afternoon. We've got about a 60% chance of scattered rain and thunderstorms. And we will see an overnight low of around 75. Tomorrow, 80% chance of rain and an afternoon high near 80, near 85. Currently, it's 95 at ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 
Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'm excited to share with you that we have over 100 new vehicles coming to us in the month of August. That means you can go back to school in style. So call us today and reserve your new Chevrolet and let us tell you about the largest and cleanest used car inventories in Central Texas. And don't forget that we have one of the best service and parts departments and top-notch body shops that help make your choice even clearer. So give us a call, 840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Hey, sports fans, Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room is the best place in Waco to watch all the sports action. Old Chicago offers a world of discovery with our scratch-made pizzas and tossed wings and our 110 local and legendary craft beers from down the street and around the world. Stop in to enjoy your game day and catch your favorite team and game on our TVs. Whether dine-in, curbside, or delivery, get game day ready at your neighborhood Old Chicago. Old Chicago, where pizza and beer are best friends. Visit Old Chicago Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options as well as physical therapy and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Ortho. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format helping to break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on our website or Spotify. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. With more than 160,000 alumni worldwide and counting, the Baylor family is growing. And through the university's expanded Baylor alumni program, the family is growing closer. With hundreds of local volunteers planning events in cities and towns around the country, you can gather with fellow Bears no matter where you are. So, get connected, get something started, get involved, and make plans to get together with Baylor alumni. Visit us at baylor.edu slash alumni. Exceptional experience. Extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love Law Firm. They are trial lawyers with over 100 years combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love has an office in Waco managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He has obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love at SWCLaw.com. That's SWCLaw.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Roy McElroy won his third FedEx Cup rallying yesterday to take the event. Washington Commanders rookie running back Brian Robinson was shot multiple times yesterday evening during a possible robbery attempt in Washington. He is in the hospital with non-life-threatening wounds. Cowboys win their final preseason game 27-26 over the Seahawks. Today, the cutdowns begin for the Cowboys to get to the 53-man roster. Houston Astros ace Justin Berlander left to start yesterday after only three innings and 60 pitches. Team later announcing that his right calf had discomfort. Astros beat Baltimore 3-1 Have the day off today before heading to Arlington. Rangers lost to the Tigers 9-8. Rangers have the day off today before starting a series with the Astros tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, right here on ESPN Central Texas. And uh, Matt Lively joining us now from Channel 6. Love the new logo at Channel 6. I tell you, I think Matt may have designed it. The man may have, he wanted it, he and uh, he and uh, Curtis wanted it on their, their golf shirts. But, uh, uh, I, Matt, I was just uh, mentioning about uh, Kevin Hoffman out there at Mart. Uh, tweeting about a barbecue restaurant recently. What he was tweeting about was the number one barbecue restaurant in the uh, state of Texas, according to Texas Monthly uh, Magazine, Goldie's in Fort Worth. So anyway, and Matt, I'm sure as you make your way, boy, you and Curtis, y'all love to get out in the field and, and go to these games. Part of where you end up is is based on where can I find the best restaurant? What time do I get into town to be able to hit the restaurant and still be able to do my live shot? Matt, is that kind of how you plan your outings? I wish I could say it's false, but it's so true. Uh, not only is it, you know, which town has the best restaurants, there might be some bias over which press boxes have the best spread, which, by the way, is Gatesville, hands down, not even close. Uh, but yeah, and if, if someone's going to recommend barbecue to me, I'm taking Kevin Hoffman's uh, advice pretty seriously. I would say he's right up there with, uh, you know, I got to trust his his uh, his opinion on that. I feel like he's a guy that is a barbecue lover. <laughs> well, he tried. To, I mean, Kevin thought about stepping away and then just said, right, "Nah." He stepped away. I bet he might have opened up a barbecue shack or something had he stayed with it. He had to get back to it, and um, and boy, I tell you, Channel Six, love the work you all have done, and and uh, the YouTube. You can go to YouTube and see that countdown to kickoff, and I mean, you did like fifty, I think fifty four different schools. The uh, the kickoff, so that was really good, and um, and I, I by the way, did you hear me talking earlier? I, I and if you didn't, that's okay. But I was talking about Lee Wigington coming from Middle Othian Heritage uh, before he ended up at Allen, which is true. And it, it escaped me for a minute, thanks to Tom Barfield for reminding me. Boy, Lee was at Bosqueville and Mejia with the Black Cats there uh, before he ended up over at Midlothian, Her- Midlothian Heritage. And Matt, I don't know if you saw it, but his comments were he was not pleased that Chad Morris left behind a game with um, with John Bosco High School out of California to start Allen's season. Do you, do you uh, think? I did not do see you, the comments, but I wouldn't have been happy either. Yeah, but do you think coaches across the state feel that bad for Allen, which has like the greatest facilities and the most money? 
of any school in America. I don't really think coaches across Central Texas right now are like, Lee, we're we're behind you. We feel but I, I see his point. I think his point is we take care of each other in the Texas High School Coaches Association. And we don't need to be playing all these these um, teams from out of state and all that kind of stuff. If, if that's his point, I kind of get it. But you don't want to wait till you get beat, 52-14, and then have a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff about how you hate the schedule and, and the, the guy before you left the wrong schedule and all that. Is it a smart thing to play, John Bosco? No, it's not at all. All right, uh, Matt, give me – Give me kind of your uh, your night from Friday night. Quillen was going out to check on. Was it Leon Rosebud Lot? He told us kind of what was on his uh, agenda. Where where did you go Friday night and uh, and and even uh, throughout the week? Because we had games uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. What were you focused on during this first uh, weekend of high school football? Well, mostly I was focused on watching our show because don't worry, I know what I'm, I. I I'm not going to come in here with a goose egg of information, but I was not in town. I was not in the state of Texas <laughs> on Friday. I don't know if you knew that. I don't know if you're setting me up. I was at a wedding in St. Louis, but don't, I mean, I, I uh, it, was, it was a bit of a sick habit. I found myself opening up the Dave Campbell's app and firing up scores as I'm sitting at a rehearsal dinner. I'm chomping down on some chewy steak and, uh, enjoying the company of friends, and here I am <laughs> under under the table like a teenager whose mom is going to yell at me because I'm looking to see how Marlin is doing and if Midway was going to steal a win and if Robinson was going to be able to beat University. So I uh, I'm I'm caught up with everything, but I was not in the state of Texas. I was here on Thursday to watch uh, Harker Heights take care of Ellison, yeah, and then, that uh, I saw what happened with Temple there in McKinney on Saturday and. I've been doing my research on Sunday. I mean, we've uh, in a, in a few hours here, we're going to announce our game of the week here for week two. Uh, but it, Curtis and uh, our new reporter Nicole Sheeran, they uh, they handled the ship pretty well for us on Friday night. Well, yeah, I mean, Lorena, I mean, had, was involved in a big one. Nicole jumped right yep. on the big game of the week. No, I should have. Um, I should have known. I you know, it's uh, I, I feel like Curtis is getting a little soft. Unless you were the best man. I do not believe you should have been given off the first week of high school football. Curtis and I will hold up and visit about that, but I am glad you were kind of staying abreast of all the action uh, across Central Texas. And then, you know, looking ahead already to next week, uh, we Aaron and I were talking about it a little while ago. There's some fun matchups that are that are uh, that are coming up. What um, what are you kind of looking for from some of these teams? I mean, you mentioned that the Temple uh, that was a lot of adversity. You go. You got to. You got to get on a bus. You got to get the kids to the school and be ready to leave by six a.m. Yeah, you got like a noon start. Then you have a lightning delay. And McKinney is no pushover. McKinney's a. I mean, that's a big time school in the Metroplex. The Lions are no joke. Big time D one players. And for Temple to go up there and get that win, I, I think that's that's kind of a character win. And if you look at it, Matt, and I know you were digging into this while the wedding was happening. I mean. They only had like 77 rushing yards. It's not like it was a typical Temple just lined up and ran over them. They had to manufacture a win with tremendous defense in a lot of ways. Well, the defense was excellent. And I think if you ask Scott Stewart, I think he would probably tell you that they played really sloppy offensively in that game. Uh, but I, I think you nailed 
nailed it on the head right there is that they still came away with a win against the McKinney team that you can't sleep on. Any of those teams up there in that area, you can't really sleep on. Uh, and I would say that is a, a pretty resounding way to start your year if you're Temple, especially after, you know, probably a pretty bad taste in your mouth coming out of the playoffs last year. And they've got so much talent that they're, they're going to lose after this season. Uh, you know, they, they want to win now. And so that's a great way to start their year. Even if it wasn't on paper, the best win, or it didn't look as pretty, it was raining. I mean, how much are you going to do on the off? They had a 45 minute rain delay. I was told that they went straight into, they, they took 45 minutes. They played the final minute of the second quarter after that delay, and then just went straight into the third and fourth quarter. So I don't really know how uh, clean of a game you can play when it looks like that. Yeah, that can be uh, tough. Talking to Matt Lively, uh, and he's he's in that phase of life, early to mid-20s, where people are already getting married. Lively's a guy who's going to kind of bide his time, maybe even try to <laughs> r- remain a bachelor into his 30s. His lifestyle right now not real conducive to a lot of uh, dating. I'm sure he's out there on all the sites, ladies. Um, now... I'm, I'm going to get you in trouble, by the way. You may have a girlfriend. I'm sorry. Why don't we strike hey, that way, last? I think, I, think I, was, I was more nervous. I was more nervous to ask her to squill in for week one of high school football off than I'll be to get down on a knee and actually propose to someone. I was more nervous to ask to go to the wedding than to get married myself, I think. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Quillen, you'll now be given like every long assignment this year ever. Like if there's a <laughs> if there's a 100-mile round trip, I promise you you're on it. Uh but that's yeah, okay. You're right Curtis, about that. Curtis got married and had all that stuff going on and so I think right now you caught him at a good time cuz he's a newlywed and he's still kind of in that newlywed phase and so I think he's kind of constantly in a good mood kind of thing. Um, okay, yeah. Matt, Matt, what, what about this Baylor, uh, Dave Aranda? I mean, I was all poised today and I got, um, I, I was in fact, the ESPN plus app, I was kind of watching things on that, but I always like it when you put up that major quote that comes out of one of those Monday conferences. And, and this one had to do with year one to year three. Okay. Okay. Now we're in year three. What's the difference? And I kind of liked it because Aranda as soft-spoken as he comes across sometimes, that, I thought Maddie kind of gave it the old, you know, punch to the gut quote there. I, I like that. Yeah, I sure did. I, I asked them, I said, how do your nerves, I said, I, I know you, there's nerves coming in the Saturday's game, even if you're facing a Albany team that none of us have ever heard of before. I, you know, there's nerves. It's opening, it's opening day. And I think it's kind of been revealed about Dave Aranda in this past offseason, especially after a great ESPN article was released about him that he did not feel like himself at LSU. He kind of hid away and was in a, in a dark room and, you know, they, they ushered him away from the media and made sure he didn't have to talk to people. And uh, he takes this Baylor job for his kids because he didn't want them to turn into that. And so he was mentioning that with year one, there was a lot of self growth for him and opportunity. And I thought that fit in really well into what he has been, you know, kind of uh, revealed about him recently that, he needed to take this job to grow as a person. Now he's, you know, not having to do that as much. People know who he is. They know why he took this job. He's proven that he can win. So year three is about containing those wins and making sure you can consistently do that at this level. And so he said, you know, win or get the hell back. Uh, and I was, <laughs> I, was, I was actually pretty blown away when it came out of his mouth. I was like, Dave Randall? You know, uh, but I, I really liked it. And I like that attitude. And, uh, 
it, it really is a pleasure to cover him. There's, I don't think you can say there's another college football coach in America that's like Dave Aranda. The polar opposite might, might be Mike Leach, but he's fun to cover for a different reason. We kind of have like a Mike Leach in Waco, but more philosophical and much more deep. And, and, and Mike Leach knows what he's doing. Where, and, and, sure. and now Dave knows what he's doing when he's coaching. But Dave's not trying to put on a show for the media. Like, that's just Never. him being authentic and who he yeah. is. And he, even when he was doing that whole Berenstain Bears thing that we're back there kind of chuckling, he, he never cracked a smile. Like, he, he was not trying to be funny at all. Uh, and that's who he was. And, and uh, while you were at the wedding the other day, uh, <laughs> I won't keep rubbing that in, but I, Matt, the, uh, <laughs> I, had the, uh, I had the psychologist, the sports psychologist, who he cold-called in 2001 – and said, I want to come see you. This is the same yeah. sports psychologist who worked with, uh, 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 you know, the uh, the famous coach of the Bulls, of course, Phil Jackson, and Steve Kerr with the uh, Warriors. And, and there, there's a, at 2001, he's like a, a GA, uh, probably at maybe Tech or Houston or somewhere, and, and he calls up this guy, like, hey, I want to come. And the guy says, yeah, come on up. He said he doesn't usually do one-on-ones. And they walked the beach for about three days and, and talked about all this philosophical stuff. So uh, you're right. He is a fascinating guy. And um, I may, uh, Matt, I may fly out there to walk on the beach with this, with this <laughs> Dr. Lynch, Dr. Jerry Lynch. I feel like he could help me, uh, you know, learn how to be a little more introspective. Now, it, it worried me a little bit because we got way away from the Baptist. There was like... Uh, it was Native American, which I love that, but then some Christian, there was some mysticism, Eastern religion, like uh, Buddhism. Again, I love everybody, but we got a little off the Baptist track there, so I was getting a little <laughs> nervous with some of that talk. But uh, now, yeah, you Albany, I feel like you're not giving them any credit, and, and uh, I hate that. I hate that. I hope you'll, I hope you'll um, dig in a little bit. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I'm not giving you Albany a two and nine FCS team from a year ago, who we had never heard oh, of. They got. Come on. Hey, listen, they've got everybody coming back. Now that's the that's part of the problem too, because they're all yeah, back, from a, two and, back from a two, two and two No, you know, but I just maybe, don't. Maybe they're the Baylor. Maybe they're the 2021 Baylor Bears of the FCS. You know, maybe just, that's true. Baylor was a two win team coming in the last year, and they became Sugar Bowl champs. Maybe you Albany like goes on a on a title run here, and then it starts in Waco. Would that wouldn't that be crappy? I would rather play a team. I mean, I'll tell you this though. Again, I think they'll take care of business. I hope you Albany comes out, puts up a little fight early. Uh, you don't want too much of a fight. I saw too much of a fight last year in that opening game against Texas State. I mean, I was thinking, okay, well, how, how's this going to look? I don't think any Baylor fan or people that cover the Bears came away from that Texas State feeling particularly great about things. I mean, I, in fact, I, I think now that we know what happened, a 12-win Sugar Bowl victory, I don't think you could have ever, Matt, looked back after that Texas State game. That was kind of hard to see, you know? I agree with you. No, I don't think anyone was impressed. Um, but, again, Texas State, U Albany, I think they're in a little bit of different class there. Uh, by the way, if you hadn't, do you know the last time that Baylor lost to an FCS school? Okay, don't don't do. I, let me think about this one. <laughs> they they, I know because I was I, I know I was there when it happened. They did lose to 
Lamar in the in the eighties, and I was a kid, and they lost to Lamar like seventeen to fifteen. It was an awful loss. Um, who who is it? Who's the FCS team? The last team they so, lost to. Here's what I've got. Baylor seventeen and one all time against currently forming FCS ranked teams with the lone loss coming against Villanova. 41. 1941? Yeah. Yeah, that was pre-Sugar Bowl, pre-Gotham Bowl. And when I say pre-Sugar Bowl, I'm talking about the 1957 <laughs> Sugar Bowl. Not these last pre- two. pre Mosley, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, don't even, you don't even think. I mean, that was a long time before I arrived. I did not arrive until the 1970s. But, um, but yeah, yeah. The worst loss, if we're going to go down this road, though, to a school like that that's not FCS, but might as well have been, that Baylor had an unbelievable team in 80 with Mike Singletary, Jay Jeffrey, Walter Abercrombie, Dennis right. Gentry. They were unbelievable, and they're rolling, and they drop a game like midseason. It was not like a, 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 a preseason game. They had already started conference schedule, and they're in the middle of the season for some reason because they didn't do that back then a lot. They played San Jose State, uh, coached by... John Elway's dad. I think Jack Elway was coaching. So that would have been 1980. Now that was a gut punch. And then they came back the next week on an ABC game, I think against Arkansas. Jim Lampley would have been doing the game uh, and just crushed a Lou Holtz Arkansas team. Now that was a great Grant Taft team. That, In fact, that was the – that may have – some of those teams that Mickey and Carlson played for were really good, but they didn't cash in and win a conference title. That was probably Grant's best team ever. Ever the '91 team could have been. Okay, Matt, sorry, I've dra- you, I've now taken you back into a, a rabbit hole with me here. But see, like this is how this is. Yeah, this is how you learn history. I'm kind of like the coach who teaches history, and you're just kind of sitting yeah. here learning at my feet. Matt, that was good uh, for a guy who didn't attend a single high school game over the weekend i thought you did great <laughs> hey well we'll thursday. uh we'll... <laughs> on thursday okay yes yes colleen ellison in fact you you i, I like the interview you did with the ellison coach i really did that was a fun interview before that game i actually watched that uh and they got beat like 33 7 or something but that's okay i like yeah. the interview and i like the spirit and i like everything that's going on in colleen in fact i'm watching chaparral what alan here is going to do out there it's going to be a lot of fun all right matt uh great to visit with you and uh look forward to seeing you in person hopefully at uh, saturday's ball game you will see me there i'm uh, you know as always i'm excited for you to give me a fashion tip on saturday i'm gonna have to wait on that one Mm, mm, okay, it's 90 mate, degrees. Mate. So I don't know what I'm. I'm going to be down on the sideline. 90 degrees. It might be a shorts kind of day. Yeah, I think you have to. Although Ricky, I promise you, Ricky would never do it. The Baylor sideline man, Ricky Thompson, uh, the great former Bear. The man would never resort to wearing shorts. But uh, Matt, you can pull it off. You're fine. Uh, okay, a better man than I. <laughs> Ricky. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, good to visit with you. I'll Thanks, talk to Matt. you soon. Okay. All right, Matt. There, there he goes. Matt Lively joining us on the Matt Mosley Show. What does Aaron Sexton have in store for us on Campus Confidential? That's next. 
recently on Game Time. But we welcome into the program from the Baylor Bear Insider, Mr. Jerry Hill. It's game week, Tommy. <laughs> you know, here we go. Uh, most positions are, are settled by now. You think about it, in, uh, you know, January 1, 2022 was the last time they've played together. So, uh, yeah, it's been a long wait, and, and I, I think everybody's ready. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'm excited to share with you that we have over 100 new vehicles coming to us in the month of August. That means you can go back to school in style. So call us today and reserve your new Chevrolet and let us tell you about the largest and cleanest used car inventories in Central Texas. And don't forget that we have one of the best service and parts departments and top-notch body shops that help make your choice even clearer. So give us a call, 840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. we treat you family. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Han, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. Are you ready for some football? It's football season, so stop in at Los Cucos Mexican Cafe in Waco. Come watch football at the bar and enjoy specialty margaritas or stop in before the game and enjoy any of their great menu items like their famous tomatillo enchilada, Mexican toquitos, or pollo del mar. Happy hour Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. and open till 11 p.m. on Fridays and Saturdays. Los Cucos Mexican Cafe in Waco, located off West Loop 340. The Big 12 Blitz, weekdays at 5.50 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I'm here too. He is. I'm Jimmy. I need to say hi to somebody at the City of Waco Permits Department, Heather Hewish. Okay, Heather Hewish. Thank you for saving my backside. Okay, that's a little outside of our uh, commercial goals here, but we will tell you that I told her I'd say hi, and she said I better not. You can call them downtown if you need permits. They're good people. They are, and we're good people at Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair at 254. They should cut me a break. 235 my in the city. Or fixitjimmy.com. That's me. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. 
Roy McIlroy won his third FedEx Cup rallying yesterday to take the event. Washington Commanders rookie running back Brian Robinson was shot multiple times yesterday evening during a possible robbery attempt in Washington. He is in the hospital with non-life-threatening wounds. Cowboys win their final preseason game 27-26 over the Seahawks. Today, the cutdowns begin for the Cowboys to get to the 53-man roster. Houston Astros ace Justin Berlander left to start yesterday after only three innings and 60 pitches. Team later announcing that his right calf had discomfort. Astros beat Baltimore 3-1 and have the day off today before heading to Arlington. Rangers lost to the Tigers 9-8. Rangers have the day off today before starting a series with the Astros tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Hi, this is Matt Mosley. And it's time for Campus Confidential. We talk about college football, college athletics, whatever's on uh, Aaron's mind. And there's a lot of fun stuff out there today. Aaron, take it away. We will start with Baylor basketball recruiting. Baylor Landed a huge commitment over the weekend. Five-star forward Jason Asimoto, excuse me, Jason Asimoto, committed to Baylor Saturday. He is ranked number. Tw- he's a five-star recruit by every recruiting service, but he's ranked number twelve in the country by two four seven, thirteen by rivals, and twenty-nine by ESPN. He chose the Bears over every other big-name program in the country, including Kansas and Memphis. He committed after his visit to Baylor over the weekend. This is the uh, third straight class that Baylor has landed a five-star recruit. Of course, Keontae George in the uh, 2022 class. Jacoby Walters is committed next year in the 2023 class. And now they have the commitment from Asimota. So uh, a big commitment for the Baylor Bears. Yeah, I was was very pleased. They're on a roll. And, uh, boy, Coach Brooks, Coach Jacobs, Scott, of course, Tweedy, Coach Nunes. I mean, these guys do a tremendous job. Uh, and, um, of course, we we had to uh, say goodbye to A.D., Aditya Mohatra. He does a great job, too, uh, as those guys come in on visits and everything. Just uh, really, really well done by the staff. It's a uh, – they, they just do a great job recruiting. They're on a roll and some of the top players in the country are showing up at Baylor. Keontae George this year, as you said. Jacoby Walter is on the way. Uh, Miro is uh, uh, from Finland. He'll be, uh, he'll be coming in soon. And uh, Jacus is always out there on the international front, taking a peek around, seeing where they are. He may be in Romania this afternoon, for all I know. But he just kind of moves around the world. And where there's good basketball, he shows up. Kind of like Adam Sandler in that movie. Just kind of, he'll show up out there. You never know who he'll identify. Now, the guy you're talking about, Aaron, I'll let you keep saying his name till I kind of figure it out, but I, 6'9", and I was watching him shoot, got a nice stroke. I mean, this is not going to be one of these guys that has to, uh, you know, you have to polish, oh, my gosh, it's going to take him a while. Maybe he'll develop an outside shot. Maybe he won't. It's there. The outside, the outside shot's there, and the power is there, too. I was watching some dunking. And, oh, by the way, Aaron, the other day somebody posted some of the, some of like a dunk contest from practice. And Caleb Lohner, 
Oh, oh, the other one was uh, our buddy uh, uh, Dartuan Grimes. Dartuan? Yeah, I mean, whoa. I mean, we're talking like some wild athleticism. Uh, Loner is a bigger guy. Uh, it always uh, a little. I, I, the 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 small the uh, shorter dunkers to me are always a little bit more impressive looking. And Grimes was throwing it down like crazy. But Aaron Azamata, uh, the the young man that's headed into Waco, I think it's a very uh, exciting uh, commitment for the Bears. College football news: Teams all around the country are naming their starting quarterbacks. Of course, Texas named theirs last week, and Baylor named their starting quarterback way back in spring practice. But Texas A&M over the weekend named Haynes King as their starting quarterback. King, a 6'3", 205-pound redshirt sophomore, sophomore, started the first two games a year ago before suffering a season-ending injury when he broke his right tibia in the first quarter against Colorado. Uh, King had been battling LSU transfer Max Johnson and true freshman Connor Wiegman for the starting job at A&M. Yeah, you know, Connor's going to be, he was a pretty big-time recruit, so good for uh, King. And I think people kind of thought he would be able to hold folks off. I'm thinking back to what Travis told us in the spring. Um, Travis Brown, who joins us to talk about the Aggies sometimes. I just talked to uh, Brent Zorneman as well, who's a great Aggie uh, writer uh, for the uh, Houston Chronicle, and Brent Zorneman does a tremendous job on that beat as well. Those guys are really good friends. I I don't think it's a big surprise. I like the guy from LSU. I just kind of like he's a tough dude. He'll hang in there. He'll hang in the pocket. He'll make throws. They may need him at some point. And then Weigman, uh, this is a guy that um, major, major in, in terms of you know, five-star, four-star that we always think about. As far as I remember, he was a, a big-time recruit for Texas A&M, so he'll be able to kind of hang in there, and they'll continue to, to, to grow him up a little bit. But uh, as happens with A&M, as you said last year, Aaron, I, I don't think it would be shocking to uh, see one of these backups in there pretty soon. Not that, you know, I'm saying anything's going to happen to King, but I just think more and more you're needing – um, more than one guy. And in some of these teams, I, I was looking at this and kind of laughing about it, Aaron. Did you see, like, Michigan's going to play, I think one guy may start the first game and then another guy will start the second game, and Brian Kelly at LSU's keeping his a secret until game time and going to play like all three quarterbacks. Part of this is the longer you wait, the the less likely it is maybe you can keep at least two of the quarterbacks in the fold and not have somebody transfer out if you can wait to make a decision. Obviously, with Gary Bohannon, was a veteran enough where Coach Aranda wanted to make that decision really early and give him a chance to to transfer and play somewhere else this season. Yeah, you mentioned LSU coach Brian Kelly. He is not going to announce his starter for the Florida State game. They're playing Florida State this Sunday. It's between Arizona transfer Jaden Daniels and sophomore Garrett Neusmeyer for the LSU job, a starting quarterback job. Um, Auburn has named their starting quarterback. It is T.J. Finley, who was already there. 6'7", 250-pound Finley had been competing in the preseason with Oregon transfer 
Robbie Ashford and Zach Calzada, who had who transferred from Texas A&M, where he started, I believe, ten games last year for the Aggies. So it will be Finley, who was already at LSU. I mean, excuse me, who was already at Auburn, will be the starter for them this year. All right, I. That's uh, all of that is interesting to me, especially that one name Calzada. Who that's why you got to be careful when you transfer out. Love that guy, and he he led the Aggies to that huge upset win over Alabama, and he'll always be uh, beloved in that town for that. But um, yeah, I uh, that that is uh, that is really interesting. Now, by the way, I did want to say uh, NCAA women's volleyball love to see the Bears. Go up from number 16. They got a big uh, uh, Ryan McGuire's team. We had Ryan on last week. Uh, big upset over Wisconsin, number three ranked team in the country. And uh, that, that game was played up at TCU. And the Bears moved up to number nine in the country. From 16 all the way up to number nine. So the Bears on the move. Of course, the Longhorns sitting up there at number one in the country. They are stacked. They are really, really good. And so uh, it's great to see Baylor on the move. And then BYU is at 7. And BYU volleyball in the news for all the wrong reasons. We may talk about that uh, later when we have more time. Really cool story I want to share with you. Um, we lost a legend. The former uh, Odessa Permian coach, Gary Gaines, passed away. And one of his best friends, someone that knew him so well, um, is going to join us next. Hey, everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. You'll hear from one of the undrafted rookie free agents making the final roster. Tight end Peyton Hendershot joins us after this. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. As so many young players around the league are nervous about the final roster cuts, undrafted rookie free agent Peyton Hendershot staked his claim to making the Cowboys' 53-man roster with two plays in Friday night's win in the preseason finale. After losing his helmet after a hard hit on a catch, later in the same drive, the tight end scored the game-winning touchdown while borrowing fellow rookie tight end Jake Ferguson's equipment. My tennis strap snapped and my padding and my helmet fell out. No one's bringing me a helmet. I said, just give me your helmet, bro. He gave me his helmet and I went in there. and So I scored in his helmet and not mine. So Jake's my guy and I appreciate him. At Cowboys practice today, we'll see if rookie first-round pick Tyler Smith is at left tackle in place of Tyron Smith. Tyler's missed the past week with an ankle injury. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy Report brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. 
Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcar.com. The Cowboys Update, weekdays at 725 a.m. and 450 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they'll pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. NeighborWorks Waco is now in their 30th year of assisting families in the Waco area and purchasing their first home. Today, over 3,200 families have been assisted, and these new homeowners have gained over $320 million in home equity through these years. Would you like to be a part of these results? Give us a call at 254-752-1647 or register to get started at www.nw-waco.org. Let NeighborWorks Waco open the door to homeownership for you and your family. It's exercise, it's fun, and it's free. This fall, join Let's Walk Waco and create your own walking group with friends and family. Register today for prizes along the way. Registration and instructions can be found on the Let's Walk Waco website. Stop by now today, walkwaco.com. What are you waiting for? Register today at walkwaco.com and get the fun started. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Camp Fimfo Waco, The Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas. Hello, North Austin. Hello, Waco. Hello, College Station. Love having everybody in today. And uh, we lost a legend recently, and the Odessa Permian coach, uh, Gary Gaines, passed away at age 73. He had suffered, uh, been battling Alzheimer's at the the end of his life. And right now, I tell you, I've known this guy for a while, and we've always gone back and forth. And Lance Fleming is joining us. Lance, I'm sorry it's under these circumstances, but I'll tell you, you are a uh, you're a great guy to be visiting with because uh, Gary Gaines is. Uh, I mean, you talk about legendary, and so many people know him obviously because of Friday Night Lights. But boy, you knew you knew him 
outside of that, and you know West Texas, and I know uh, you and I have been in touch for years because you used to be out there at Abilene Christian University and spent so much time there. Uh, Lance, thanks for being on with us today. I loved uh, getting to read about you and see some of your quotes about uh, Coach Gaines in that uh, morning news column from Kevin Sherrington. Hey, Matt, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It's, it's, uh, it's great to talk to you. Yeah, uh, Kevin called me, I guess it was, or I posted something to Twitter just about Coach Gaines, I think on Wednesday of last week. And, and uh, he reached out and, and uh, you know, I'd met Kevin many years ago when I was working at the Reporter News here in Abilene. And then when I was in the, in the Athletics Media Relations Director for, for Abilene Christian we did some stuff together, just like you and I had done, and so uh, we talked for about thirty minutes on Wednesday, and and uh, you know just you know it was really strange. Um, of course, Coach Gaines passed away last Monday, and for the last week or so, he'd really been on my mind a lot lately. I'm not sure. And then I I was in my office here uh, Monday afternoon talking to someone about him, and then that evening got home and got a text that he had passed away. So just really kind of eerie how that worked out, but, um, you know, it was, he was, he was very, uh, very special person. And, and, uh, you know, I, I think I've said, and I told Kevin, I think I've been there. I don't think I've ever met a finer man uh, in my life than Gary Gaines. Yeah. And that, that book, you know, it was, uh, had a complicated relationship with coach Gaines. And I, and I think yeah. he either probably didn't, uh, read it ever, uh, or I think he'd claim not to have ever read it. And I bet he didn't. Uh, but which which is kind of sad because I mean I from what I remember it's been a long time since I've read it but I kind of started thinking back about it and I I don't think there are people who come across poorly in that famous book that Buzz Bissinger did and, yeah. and Gary's not really one of them but I just I I would imagine you know better than I do Lance but I would imagine Gary just hated the thought of the community being portrayed in a in a in a, a bad way and he felt betrayed by the writer because buzz bissinger hung out with his family got to know him and i think they probably struck up a friendship along the way and so there had to be a sense of betrayal involved yeah you know i mean you know, buzz moved his family down there and, and gary and his wife sharon opened their home to him and and um, i think i think coach Gaines. well i know coach Gaines did feel betrayed by, by everything, a lot of the portrayal that was in the book, um, we talked about it a few times. Um, just some of the the racial overtones that I think he felt put him in a bad light. Um, and it wasn't just about him. I don't think that he wanted. I don't think he felt like that was um, something that that um, you know. I think he. I think he would have had a different um, viewpoint toward the book, or even wanting to do it if he didn't know that Buzz was going to go and kind of um, take that angle uh, on the book. And so um, not to say that, and I think most players would, I think most of the players uh, that have that have been interviewed about that book over the years would tell you a lot of that was probably true. Um, and at that time, I, I wouldn't doubt it, but, but I think coach Gaines felt uh, like that he was, he was presented that this was going to be a kind of a Hoosiers feel, a uh, book, a feel-good book about just how how a football program can can bring a community together, and and uh, it certainly didn't turn out to be that way. Now, you know, Buzz Bissinger, whatever you may want to think about him, is a, is a terrific writer. 
and um, uh, put together a very compelling story. I think it was one that, that Coach Gaines and his family were really um, hurt by just in terms of just the fact I think they felt betrayed by, by Buzz and, and he didn't, he never read the book. I know that he said uh, that he might've leafed through it a couple of times uh, in a bookstore or somewhere where he might've seen it, but um, he, he heard enough about it from his wife who would call him crying about this or that that she had read in it. And um, he just told me he never really felt the need to read it and rehash um, what he felt was, was, was a, uh, a betrayal by, by Buzz Bissinger. Lance Fleming joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, talking about Gary Gaines, who passed away last week at age 73. Now, the thing that sometimes gets lost is this guy could coach, and yeah. and he moved around a little bit, and, and what was kind of wild is he goes back to Permian, like in, I mean, way after he had left Permian, they win the yeah, state oh, title nice. in in 89 and he goes back to to permian in 2009 now things have changed there uh you know with permian and and maybe the expectations are the same i don't know but what they had back in the day lance uh, people that maybe have not read that book it's hard to understand the the, those kids started in grade school whether it be the four three defense the wing t offense you know some texas programs do try to do this it's not like they but there was a mystique that happened with mojo and 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 at ratliff um, uh stadium that just i don't know if any other texas high school can quite approach it now maybe back in the day you know carter who ran up against them famously in or that been 88 um i mean those were well, I mean, put it in perspective, Lance. You you were someone from the West Texas area who's yeah. been to some of those Permian games, and now you you got to know Coach Gaines a little bit later in his yeah. career. But there's no what he the pressure you feel as a high school coach in Permian. There's almost nothing to compare it to, is there? No, I mean, I mean, here's a guy who at Permian in his first stint here in four years was forty six seven and one with a state championship and he had for sale signs in his yard after those seven losses. And so, you know, when, when you, when you, when you lose seven games in four years and you win a state championship and there are some people still wanting to run you out of town, that's when you know you've got a tough job. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really weird how all this turned out. Matt. I, I grew up in Abilene and went to Abilene high. And, uh, when Permian was at its height in the eighties and the early in, um, I can remember distinctly going out to Shotwell Stadium here in Abilene, and Permian fans would would get here in Abilene on Wednesday in their RVs, and they would park in the parking lot. And by six thirty or seven on an eight o'clock kickoff, the visiting stands were full. And this is a this is a fifteen thousand seat stadium. Their half of the stadium was full uh, on a on a on a Friday night when they would come here to play Abilene High or or Abilene Cooper. One of the two, because they were all in, all in that same district, the Little Southwest Conference, with both Odessa's, both Midlands, both Abilene's, and San Angelo Central, and um, it was packed. And so the pressure on on Gene Mayfield and John Wilkins, and then Gary Gaines, and all those guys that came after was tremendous. And you know, it was it's strange that you know Coach Gaines coached at Abilene High School here for a couple of years, and then coached at Abilene Christian. Well, this past Friday. The week after he passed away, Permian played here against Abilene High, 
And um, I went up, I was at the game with my wife and, and, and our kids and, and we got a daughter at Abilene High and um, I, it wasn't anywhere near like what it was, you know, and it just, it just didn't have that same feel of premium. But I will tell you this, I told my wife when they ran out onto the field, still that white helmet and the black tee and the white jersey and the black pants, you still kind of, I got that same feeling I got when I was, when I was at Abilene High and we played those guys, you know, and so, you know, but nothing, nothing, nothing captured Mojo like being at Rattler Stadium on a Friday night when they were really good and, and had it rolling. And I was fortunate uh, to see that a couple of times and then to cover it a couple of times when I was working uh, as a sports writer for the Reporter News and, um, you know, and that's when I really got to know Coach Gaines first when he came back here in 19, when he came to Abilene uh, the first time and spent two years at Abilene High School. And uh, we developed a, a, you know, a relationship then, and then that really built uh, built upon itself. And when he came here in 2000 to be the head coach at Abilene Christian where I was working at the time. That'll make you feel old, won't it, when you see the Lloyd Hill, one of the great yeah. wide receivers on those mojo, the late eighties mojo teams for Permian, yeah. like has a has a son playing for yeah. who is it? For BYU, some, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. He's no he's he's no got like a six four, two hundred and thirty fifteen pound uh son playing for so yeah that's that's just that's the way it goes but uh, that was a wild story about you walking in at ACU and and Buzz Bissinger had come by and I'm sure you've told that before but I don't know if I've ever really seen that in print and and you're you're observing um you know there's there's coach Gaines and Buzz Bissinger has stopped by and it sounds like he was seeking forgiveness is really yeah. what Buzz wanted all these years later. This would have been circa what? 2000, when would this have been? All, 2004? All 2004. And I, Chris Gaines was notorious for getting to work at 4.30 or 5 in the morning. I was notorious for not getting there at 4.30 or 5 in the morning. <laughs> and I, I'd, I'd gotten there early one morning. I think we had, I'm not sure what was going on, but I'd gotten there around 6.30 or so and, and uh, 7 maybe. And I, I and I, was walking kind of I was walking outside the building where the coaches' offices were, and you could see into Coach Gaines' office. Uh, there were windows behind behind him, out looking out onto the practice field. And I looked in there, I looked in there just to see just to see if I'd beaten him, which I knew I had I wouldn't. Um, and there was a guy sitting across his desk, and I thought, my gosh, that looks like Buzz Bissinger. And I kind of slowed my walk a little bit and kept looking and kept looking. And by the time I got done, I was convinced it was Buzz Bissinger. So I waited about 30 minutes. I think their conversation might've been 15 or 20 minutes total. And I walked into coach Gaines office and I said, did you have a visitor this morning? And he said, I did. And uh, he told me who it was. And, and you're right. It was Buzz was kind of looking for some forgiveness. Um, and coach Gaines just as great a man as he was, I don't think he felt like, I mean, he was very gracious to him, um, but just repeated to him that he thought he had betrayed him and his and his program and the city of Odessa and, and all the things that he felt. He was not going to waver in his beliefs. Um, that was one of the things that, if you knew Coach Gaines, um, he was he was um, very much a man of, of, of faith and belief. And and uh, once he once he set his mind on something, that's the way it was. And so. Um, not to say that he couldn't be swayed or, or whatever, or, or that he was unfair, 
But I think in that situation, uh, he wasn't going to change his mind on that. And, and, and that, you know, like I said, he was very gracious and talked to him and, and, you know, didn't, you know, didn't kick him out, which I'm sure his, his wife, who's a little fiery, might have done that. But, um, <laughs> but uh, Coach Gaines is very nice and, and spoke to him. And, and, and I think Buzz probably left knowing that, that there was not going to need to be any further conversation because I think he had taken it as, further, as far as he could go with Coach Gaines. Yeah, and for people that aren't familiar with Buzz Bissinger's career, I mean he's he he's a he's kind of an angry, uh, troubled yeah. individual who's gone through right. a lot himself, and so you never right. know what he was exactly trying to work through. But uh, but Gary Gaines, I mean, I don't, I kind of admire him for sticking to his convictions yeah. again, not yeah, kicking him know. out, but saying, "Hey, I'm not gonna, we're not, gonna, you know, just because it's been a lot of years, I still remember." Uh, what happened, uh, and, and so that's interesting. Talking to Lance Fleming on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, longtime uh, member of the Abilene community and, and loves ACU, has been part of that, uh, been out there on, on staff for, for a long time. And I, I just tell you, the, the uh, late in Gary's career, uh, and I know they started noticing, as you do with what he had, right. you know, maybe some memory lapses and all that. Yeah. But in terms of how he cared for players and interacted with people, it came across in that story like he he really cared way more than just the wins and losses, and uh, and and just yeah. really invested in the players. Did you, did Lance? Did you see that really up close? Even oh, when he started coaching yeah. college there at ACU. Very much so. You know, when he got when he came here to Abilene High in 1994, uh, the Eagles had not been very good for quite a while. Um, they'd gone through a string of coaches and hadn't made the playoffs since 1959. And of course, you know they had those great teams in the 50s, and and then still had good teams in the 60s. But that was when they had one team go to the playoffs. And so um, he was able to kind of set the stage and, and set some foundational things that they were able to take on. And when Steve Warren became the head coach and they went on the great run that they've been on really, you know, up until now, um, I think they've made the playoffs 19 out of the last 21 years or, or whatever it is since 1999. And of course, won a state championship in 2009. And, you know, coach Warren will give coach Gaines a lot of credit for some of the things that they, that they set down. And, and one of those that we were talking the other day was just accountability with players and, and, you know, I think Coach Gaines, even at that time, um, wanted, wanted players who were accountable to themselves and to their, to their teammates and to the program and in every facet. And then um, when he came to AC in 2000, we had kind of been in the same boat. We hadn't, had not been very good. Um, and he was there for five years. We won a, uh, in the Lone Star Conference, which is Division II, um, we won a, a division championship in 2002, kind of out of the blue. And it was because we had we had gotten good players, but also because those guys knew that Coach Gaines and his staff loved them and uh, you know coached them and 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 did things in a different manner than maybe we'd done them before. And and, and I think yeah. that made a big difference. And and I'll tell you this: we played at Texas A&M Kingsville, which is the old Texas A&I, where Johnny Bailey and John Randall and you know a lot of those great players. Uh, Hall of Famers. They've got, you know, two or three Hall of Famers uh, on their roster. But uh, we played them in 2004, and they were number two in the country. And we went down there missing like nine starters because of injury. And we we were 
we were we were I think five and four or five and you know five and three or something like that. But didn't I, I didn't hold out a whole lot of hope that we were going to win. And we played just we played our guts out, won that game seventeen to ten. And I'll never forget Coach Gaines uh, talking to Coach Gaines after the game. He just got tears pouring down and running out of his eyes just because he was so proud of the effort. Whether we had won or lost, it was more about the effort. And he knew at that point that he had built something that was going to sustain. And he left after that year. Chris Thompson, who's now the deputy head coach at Florida State, came in, was our head coach for the next seven years. And we went to the Division II playoffs six of those years and won two conference championships. Uh, and Chris Thompson will tell you that a lot of it is because of what Coach Gaines built. And so um, he was he was as good a person as he is. And I know that some people may look at his record and say, well, it's this or that. And he didn't, you know, he went to a lot of places. He could coach. And there's no, don't let anyone tell you any difference. That guy knew how to coach football and he knew how to reach kids. And he, and he, and pe- and people loved him. His players loved him. Um, I've gotten a lot of texts and a lot of messages from guys that played for him at ACU that I know and just talking about what a great influence he was on their lives, uh, on their life, not just at ACU, but now that they're fathers and they're, you know, that kind of thing. And and, uh, just remembering and thinking about the impact that he had on their lives continues, what, 18 years after he left ACU. Well, Lance, it was uh, I, I was excited to get to visit with you, and, uh, yeah. and I've, I've enjoyed our visits over the years. You've always been a supporter of mine, and and uh, and I I really appreciate it. You and I knew you'd be great, and I it was when I saw your name in the in the uh, morning news article, I'm like, I know that guy, and it's, <laughs> it's like I need to get in touch with Lance. So yeah, I'm, hey, I'm uh, glad you did. yeah, go I, ahead. I, I, let me just say this. I, I'm just. And I, I think I sent you a message. I know you're tired of probably talking about this, but, but uh, man, I'm glad you're back and, and doing what you love to do and are getting well and on the mend from, from the bicycle injury. And just want you to know a lot of people were thinking about you and praying for you and, and um, glad you're glad you're back and able to do that. So, well, that's very kind of you. And uh, I really hey, appreciate and we're two that. Baptist kids, we're two Baptist kids. Should we have, should we have opened with a, with a prayer or should we sing just as I am as a, call to the altar or something as we in, as we wind this up yeah i i would imagine there were some decisions made during this conversation so we'll let people <laughs> send, you know they can join the show by letter if they would like but uh <laughs> people that people that didn't grow up going to church they have no idea what we were just talking about. <laughs> that's okay that's okay we can we well, can do our Baptist you're on thing. Waco. You're on you're on in Waco though. You're in the you're in the uh, the the Baptist Mecca down there. I'm sure oh. they all know what we're talking about. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, Lance by the way, is... I'm sitting here. By the way, I'm sitting here at my desk. I'm making up a, a depth chart that I'm not going to release to anyone. How about that? <laughs> okay. I like I like a shark. A good shark joke right there. That's good. That's good. All right. <laughs> all right, Lance. Thanks, take man. it. Take, I appreciate you it. bet. You bet. There right. he goes, Lance Fleming, uh, longtime uh, member of the Abilene community, uh, was a sports writer, and then worked in uh, as an SID with Abilene Christian. New Gary Gaines, who we just lost at age 73, who was the coach of those Odessa Permian teams. Uh, the 88 team that was the, the subject of Friday Night Lights by Buzz Bissinger, the famous book or infamous book. And then 89, Gary Gaines won a state title. 
for Mojo and Odessa Permian. Good stuff there. All right, we'll hear a little bit from uh, Coach Aranda. What did Coach Aranda have to say for game week? That's next. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. Your ESPN Central Texas forecast for tonight. We have about a 60% chance of rain and scattered showers throughout central Texas. We'll see an overnight low of around 75. Tomorrow, 80% chance of rain with an afternoon high near 85. Currently, it's 93 at ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, a big win for Coach Ryan McGuire and Baylor Volleyball. We'll give you details. Plus, it's game week for Coach Dave Aranda and the Football Bears. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Want to be part of the action live when your Baylor Bears football team takes on the Oklahoma Sooners this fall? Visit BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau and register for the chance to win a trip to see Baylor take on Oklahoma in Norman on November 5th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and tickets to the game. Register today at BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. This exclusive experience is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. If you're out looking for a great selection of new cars and trucks, then shop Alex Samuels in Waco because we have some of the best deals in Central Texas that will put you in a new vehicle and driving away with confidence. During the Labor Day sales event, you can take your pick, a new 2022 Dodge Charger or Dodge Challenger, and receive 0% for 72 months and no payments for 90 days. If you're a first responder, you get an extra $500 off your purchase. High-quality vehicles from a dealership with a hometown feel. Alan Samuels in Waco. The new season kicks off this Saturday for Dave Aranda and the defending Big 12 and Sugar Bowl champion Bears here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. This is Lauren Harrison with Baylor Volleyball, and this is my story. There was a time last season when I felt so much doubt, but then I came to my senses and realized this is not who I am. I am not the player who just hopes I can score a point. I am the player who plays with confidence, swagger, and joy. Playing against Florida was the turning point for me. I felt like I was finally playing like myself again. My name is Lauren Harrison, and this is my Champions Tribune. Read more Champions Tribune at BaylorBears.com. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor Volleyball, number 16 in the nation, got the weekend off to a great start. First falling 3-1 to fifth-ranked Minnesota, part of the Big 12 Big 10 Challenge being played in Fort Worth. Then Baylor bounced back in a big way, knocking off reigning national champion and third-ranked Wisconsin 3-2 on Saturday again in Fort Worth. Leading the Bears on the weekend was senior outside hitter Lauren Harrison, who had 36 kills combined against Minnesota and Wisconsin. Next up for Baylor Volleyball, they'll play at a tournament hosted by Pepperdine in Malibu, California, beginning on Thursday. 
Baylor soccer goes one and one. Their two matches in Austin over the weekend, a 2-1 win over Florida, then a 6-0 loss to top-ranked North Carolina. Soccer back in action Thursday as well. They'll be in Houston to take on U of H. And this is game week for Coach Dave Aranda and the football Bears. Coach Aranda's first weekly press conference comes up today at 11.30 a.m. The Bears hosting the Albany Danes coming up Saturday evening at McLean Stadium. It's a 6 p.m. kickoff for Baylor and Albany. Our broadcast begins with the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show at 4 p.m. Saturday, live from Touchdown Alley on the banks of the Brazos. Baylor, number 10 in the nation in the preseason polls, opening the new season against Albany this Saturday. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com slash KRZI. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'm excited to share with you that we have over 100 new vehicles coming to us in the month of August. That means you can go back to school in style. So call us today and reserve your new Chevrolet and let us tell you about the largest and cleanest used car inventories in Central Texas. And don't forget that we have one of the best service and parts departments and top-notch body shops that help make your choice even clearer. So give us a call, 840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We'll treat you like family your first word in sports game time weekdays 7 to 9 on espn central texas make your vehicle look and run like new again at cnc collision center they're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs frame straightening spray and bed liners and wheel alignments cnc collision center offers free estimates and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery have your car restored to its original beauty cnc collision center 5849 north Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Come join ESPN Central Texas as they broadcast live this Friday, September 2nd from 4 to 6 p.m. at Los Cucos Mexican Cafe in Waco as we gear up for the 2022 football season featuring happy hour specials from 2 to 6. And don't forget their great items on the menu like fajitas, tacos, enchiladas, and, of course, their specialty margaritas. It's a party at Los Cucos Mexican Cafe in Waco. Join ESPN's Matt Mosley and the gang at Los Cucos Mexican Cafe located off Loop 340 in Waco this Friday, September 2nd from 4 to 6 p.m. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Roy McElroy won his third FedEx Cup rallying yesterday to take the event. Washington Commanders rookie running back Brian Robinson was shot multiple times yesterday evening during a possible robbery attempt in Washington. He is in the hospital with non-life-threatening wounds. Cowboys win their final preseason game 27-26 over the Seahawks. Today, the cutdowns begin for the Cowboys to get to the 53-man roster. Houston Astros ace Justin Berlander left to start yesterday after only three innings and 60 pitches. Team later announcing that his right calf had discomfort. Astros beat Baltimore 3-1 to and the day off today before heading to Arlington. Rangers lost to the Tigers 9-8. to Rangers have the day off today before starting a series with the Astros tomorrow night. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show, the Monday afternoon. We've had a lot of uh, fun stuff today, uh, looking back on, on the high school, uh, looking ahead to Saturday's game. We'll have the uh, Office of Baylor alumni, that uh, pregame tailgate show, starting four hours before kickoff. So that's about 2 p.m. And um, you'll hear um, Tom and uh, Lark and I will all be part of that as we get rolling and take you right up until kickoff, ESPN Central Texas, John Morris, J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, the whole gang. And um, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun as the Bears get ready to take on Albany, open their season, and we're looking forward to it. Now today, you and uh, if you heard the John Morris show at 3 o'clock, you heard a little bit of this. I thought I would let our folks hear uh, some of it. This is uh, Dave Aranda. And he was meeting with the uh, media today, and he'll do this every Monday. And then, of course, uh, either uh, Tom or I will uh, uh, we will uh, uh, hole up with him and ask some questions every other week, and we'll uh, look forward to to some of those one on ones. But this was his uh, his visit with all of the media, and this will happen every Monday at around uh, eleven thirty. I thought there were some good things that came out today, and especially given um, one thing he said about the team's speed that really blew me away. I'll let you guys, before I get into that, and we can talk about it a little bit more here in a bit, but I'll let you uh, hear some from the Dave Aranda news conference that took place earlier today. Guys, it's good to see to see everybody. Um, you know, excited to get to game week, I think. I know this camp has been uh, very good for us. There's been a fair amount of growth in the camp. You could see guys that were kind of starting the camp, looking for belief and looking for something to kind of uh, hold on to and something to build upon. And I felt like throughout the camp, you know, the the foundations of all of it became stronger and more fortified and feel there's a ton of growth throughout the camp, but excited for this week you know I look at uh, Albany and see a defense that's veteran in the back end and uh, up front plays technique and tries to leverage run uh, the run game and then you look at offensively you see a running back that's new that's going to be something to deal with you look at a tight end that's a mismatch and then I think quarterback wise you're probably going to see um you know, probably more than one. And so I think all very talented. And so it gives us an opportunity to come out and really, you know, um, be challenged to be at our best. You know, I think winning at every level um, takes so much. You know, it's just very difficult to do. And I think for a lot of our young people, for them to be at their best, um, for them to give the effort and the the detail that's needed to give us a chance to win is, I mean, that's going to be a very strong test for them. And so excited to uh, to be in that quest with them. I'll take any questions you guys have. Yeah, Dave, uh, you mentioned team growth. As far as this game, team growth, development, any specific areas you're hoping to see come forth? or? Uh... 
Yeah, I think, you know, um, two, two, uh, two areas. One would be just leadership and just guys that, um, you know, in the past, in the summer particularly, we would have, um, you know, there might be one way an old guy on the team says something, and there might be one way a young guy on the team says something. There might be one way um, a skill player says something. There might be another way a lineman says something. There's various other other areas that, you know, all that gets into. But, you know, they're all saying the same thing. And then I think they're all, you know, um, at times kind of talking to their own particular little crowd. And so I think to to maybe broaden that uh, that group and to maybe um, be connected to um, to others outside of maybe your unit and or, you know, uh, locker room neighbors, I think it kind of, you know, it builds, it builds team. And I think that was really addressed throughout the end of summer and into fall camp. And I feel like we're in a good spot, but you know, there hasn't been a bunch of stormy weather, you know, thunder and lightning and all of it. And that's when you really kind of, you know, you really kind of get to see kind of how, well, how this house was built. And so we'll see with the leadership part. I'm hoping, um, that all the work that was done previous, is for our best now. And then, you know, for the, our young people, it's, you know, how they respond. Um, and so I think so much of it is, you know, I think when you first start out, there's a, I can remember me too, when I first started out coaching, there's, you want to prove yourself, you want to show that you, you belong and all this, and it's just such a natural thing. But, you know, when you're older, you look at that and you just go, man, you know, it's probably there's there's going to be failure. There's going to be something, you know, it's not going to go uh, 100% right. So how do you respond in the moment? Right. How do you um, how do you rise from that from this particular fall? And so those are the things you're looking for. And I think, you know, um, I hope that, uh, you know, this week staff wise and this week, you know, young person wise, that we can we can really attach to that how we rise because I think that's going to say a lot about kind of who we become. Coach, you talked about the the running game from Albany. Obviously, they uh, they bring in Todd Sibley from that uh, transfer from Pitt. I mean, is that kind of the game plan heading into this week? Is attacking that run game and kind of shutting it down? Yeah, you know, in a lot of different areas, their run game percentage. You know, you look at last year it was seventy five percent or higher, um, and so the run the ball is a huge part of what they do and you know it sets the the um, uh, sets the table for play action pass and other things and so you know um, the use of tight ends um, three man surfaces um, you know wings four man surfaces I think those are all things that we've been accustomed to you could say throughout you know spring and fall camp and so there's some um, there's some knowledge of all that but I, I think you know um, being being the first game of the season, being there'll be some guys that'll be playing that, or I just you know be asserting themselves in a role they haven't asserted themselves before. I think all of those things are things. And then you know in terms of what is new, which we're counting on stuff being new from uh, from Albany side, and what has to be adjusted, and how that's communicated, and how quickly that's adjusted. All of those things are are really kind of the task within the task for sure in defending them. Dave, uh, any season is kind of a progression in terms of, you know, trying to get better each week and mm-hmm. stuff. Certainly we saw that last year. With that in mind, what do you 
most want to get out of this first game other than a win? Identity. I think, you know, we want to um, – we talked about this in the staff meet earlier today, identity, competitive maturity, and energy. You know, I think identity um, – we talked about there was a jazz musician who said, you know, jazz is simple, but simple ain't easy. And it just it would be great to really be good at the simple ain't easy part. And, um, you know, I think there's a fair amount of teams that, that maybe struggle with that part. And for us to um, to really make an impact in that area would be uh, would be ideal. Um, you know, then I think, you know, the competitive maturity part. So how do we handle, you know, I think to to go up you first have to go down and you have to kind of um you know i think we can define suffering as any time that you're not in control and so what's great about football is that a um, fair amount of us are going to not be in control of outcomes of of uh, this call or that result and all these things and so how we handle that um, will have a lot to do with kind of um you know um where our competitive maturity is, you know, a lot to be desired from a year ago first game. And then I think energy-wise, you know, I think there's for sure there's going to be a, a strong energy to start the game. But, you know, depending on where the game is, you know, we're, we're struggling to get in it. We're ahead of it regardless of where it is, right? We want to be able to continue to build energy and so that our sideline is winning the battle of sidelines and that our team is out there performing and getting better as the game goes. How are Craig Williams and Al Walcott coming along? Yeah, uh, appreciate that question. I think Craig is uh, kind of back with us going, and so he had um, he had about a week there where he was kind of uh, – of uh, off the field and all of it coming back from a scare with his knee, and he's been he's been great. I think you know there's a um, a calmness and a um, um, there's a for sure a veteran feel a real strong maturity with him that I think attracts a lot of the guys to it, and they see um, they see kind of how he handles just all the you know. Um, the ups and downs of just a particular day or a week just with football. And um, I think he's one to look out for. I'm, I'm excited about kind of his uh, progression right now. And then Al, you know, Al has, um, you know, brings a tremendous amount of energy. And I think his leadership and his communication on the football field has really been an asset to us. You know, um, with some of the losses from last year to this, you know, those are two areas that were directly hit. And I think Al, in his own way and in his own um, style, um, kind of brings it back to the forefront for us. David, I'm sure you have some nerves, butterflies as you enter into Saturday, but how have those changed from year one to this year? Uh, no, I appreciate the question. I think, you know, I think after every game you have a, a brand new team, but then I think you know as you get, go into it further, really kind of after every day you have a brand new team, and so I, I think you know looking at um, kind of the pro- progression of where guys are at, and um, you know for a lot of folks, and, and we would want want to not be in this category, but for a lot of folks, like 
a day like today is like as good as it gets <laughs> because it, because the the wins and losses come, which now forces now it's me versus you. Now it's you know I have to prove this. I have to win for this. I have to you know I have to. It just becomes kind of a uh, you know what was once connected and was was once awfully hopeful and what was once looked at as uh, maybe a. Uh, a journey for self-growth and uh, connection is now looked at as, um, hey, we need to win, and if you ain't winning, you know, get the hell in the back. And so um, that can happen fast. And so I think in just seeing kind of the, you know, um, the energy of the team and kind of where that is, and I think, you know, coaches, I think there's a fair amount of control that coaches can have over X's and O's. And it's it's quite common to uh, lay the, you know, if something didn't work out, well, the player this, the player that. And so just really w- getting into those things prior to them becoming a thing is probably the difference that I see now as opposed to before. Coach, have you guys felt the extra attention, the extra eyes on the program coming into this year? And if so, how do you feel like the team is handling it? Yeah, uh, I appreciate the question. I haven't, I have not felt it. You know, I think the, when anytime we're in uh, meetings or anytime that um, we're out in the practice field, it's been way intentional, and it's been, you know, so we had a scrimmage on or a, a mock game on Saturday, and a fair amount of it was, you know, hey. Um, this is how pregame works, or this is how the bear walk works. This is how pregame works. This is where you are, and this is your locker, right? This is how, you know, the tight ends go out and the D linemen go out. This is the stretch we do, right? This is the, the pregame individual position coach does, right? This is how, um, you know, if you're on defense when the offense is out, this is how this is going to work. Your coach is going to talk to you and make sure you hydrate, all that stuff. And so there was that, but there was also, you know, it was a scrimmage. And so we had 12 guys over 20 miles per hour um, on Saturday, which has never happened since I've been here. And so, I mean, we really kind of made that a point to try to get that. And so, you know, to be on point with all, because some of it can feel like you're taking a museum tour of like, hey, this is this, look at that. This is this, look at that. Look at this, it'll be like this next week. But then to kind of flip the switch and then go fast and we would say play green and do all of that, way cool, man. And so it's, I don't know, it's been like that, I guess. You know, and then when you're in the, um, you know, if you're here at the bank or if you're in between the locker room, it's been, there has been a focus of it. But, um, you know, out, I mean, I certainly see it and am aware of it. And I'm sure, you know, uh, they are too. But I think there's been a, there's been a good focus and a good, um, uh, good connection with their team to not come, you know, get outside the lines with it. All right. Dave Aranda. Man, I love some of that and uh, had some good stuff to say. We've got a, we'll react to a little bit of that, and uh, we've got some uh, uh, breaking news to visit with you about in the uh, dismount. That is next. Baylor football, Cowboy football. 
Waco Football, Central Texas Football, ESPN, Central Texas. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254-710-888. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season, and Bird Colgen Ford is a proud supporter of the best high school football teams right here in Central Texas. BK Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F-Series truck, led by our leading rusher, the F-150, for 45 years in a row. Lock in your best price and rate right now by custom ordering your new F-150 today. Simple, easy, trusted, experience better at BK Ford. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, the Tame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Hey, Baylor fans, looking for a place to stay for the next home game? Camp Fempo Waco is a brand-new camping resort located just five miles from McLean Stadium. Bring your RV or book a cabin at Camp Fempo and enjoy on-site amenities like their pool, swim-up bar, water playground, mini golf, and more. To learn more and book your stay, visit CampFempo.com. 
That's campfimfo.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Roy McElroy won his third FedEx Cup rallying yesterday to take the event. Washington Commanders rookie running back Brian Robinson was shot multiple times yesterday evening during a possible robbery attempt in Washington. He is in the hospital with non-life-threatening wounds. Cowboys win their final preseason game 27-26 over the Seahawks. Today, the cutdowns begin for the Cowboys to get to the 53-man roster. Houston Astros ace Justin Berlander left to start yesterday after only three innings and 60 pitches. Team later announcing that his right calf had discomfort. Astros beat Baltimore 3-1 Have the day off today before heading to Arlington. Rangers lost to the Tigers 9-8. Rangers have the day off today before starting a series with the Astros tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, we got to say good night. But while we do, let's give you a little uh, bit of breaking news that has come down this afternoon. Ian Rappaport had this story as well as others. We'll give Ian credit for this one, though. NFL Network at Rap Sheet. If you want to follow him on Twitter, the 49ers and quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo are finalizing a new contract that will make him the highest-paid backup in the NFL. I'm sure that's what Jimmy Garoppolo always dreamed of. Maybe I'll become the highest-paid backup. I mean, he he literally came in, took down Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, and made it to the NFC title game, and was challenging, was right there in that game. And I, and I understand they drafted Trey Lance, and that's where they want to move forward with, but Wow. I mean, some of these other teams, Aaron and I were just talking off air. I mean, you got the Seattle Seahawks sitting there with a with a Drew Locke, Geno Smith uh, situation. I mean, what an embarrassment. Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, that is a good backup situation. I don't know if Trevor Lance is going to love that. He's got a, he's got a very accomplished, uh, experienced quarterback behind him. All right, big stuff planned for tomorrow. We will meet back here at 4 o'clock sharp. Everybody have a tremendous evening. We'll see you soon. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, a 